This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is sponsored in part by Crawl Bright Performance Off-Road Lighting. Are your aux lights not showing the road uh, or trail at night? Get some of the brightest, best made or breast made lights on the market today at crawlbright.com and see what you've been missing. That's crawlbright.com. Hey Jeepers, on this week's show, we learn more about the new Jeep Wrangler release and when we can see the new Jeep pickup. And Jeep has released details and picks on the new 2017 Compass. We'll brag a little later in the show and get your voicemails and reviews too. And it just wouldn't be a show without a little Nikki G. And don't miss our upcoming Thanksgiving special. <laughs> this week, Tammy's going heavy metal. She'll be talking about the differences in armor and I'll give you everything you need to know about the wheels under your Jeep. It's all coming up on episode 255 of the Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 four by four, four by four Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace First week in G. Well, talking about the 2017 Jeep lineup, we're going to be replacing two bad models with, well, one hopefully better one. We've been told for months now that the Compass and the Patriot were going bye-bye. Destined to be replaced by one single model, whose name was also kept secret for months after the story leaked. Well, during the Los Angeles Auto Show going on as we record this, Jeep's all-new crossover made its North American debut. Previewed in Brazil a few weeks ago, the all-new vehicle replaces both the first-generation model and the, and the aging Patriot. What's it called? Compass. Yet another confusing move in FCA, the FCA name game. 2017 Compass is an instantly recognizable is instantly re- recognizable as a member of the current Jeep lineup. Yet it's not a carbon copy of an existing off-roader. Exactly. Up front, it receives a tall front end with an even thinner rendition of Jeep's signature seven-slot grille. Squared-off wheel arches create an unmistakable visual link with the Renegade and the bigger Cherokee, while the back end receives an elegant strip of chrome that underlines the rear window and wing-shaped tail lamps with LED inserts. At launch, the Compass lineup will include four trim levels named Sport, Latitude, Limited, and Trailhawk, respectively. The latter, as we all know, will be billed as the off-road focused member of the family and is allegedly set to live up to its expectations with an ultra-low four-range four-wheel drive system, trim-specific bumpers that increase the approach and departure angles, red toe hooks for that unmistakable recovery point look, trailhawk armor, new alloy wheels, and a sprinkling of gloss black trim. Further differentiates the trailhawk from its less capable siblings. The Compass also ushers in four new versions of FCA's Uconnect infotainment system, you, that's right. That's the famous one that got <laughs> hacked a little while ago. The software is disp- displayed on a screen that's 5, 7, or 8.4 inches wide, depending on the trim level. Save for the base model, which is, well, just about as stripped down as it gets. Every compass will be compatible with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. And to add even more visual distraction, a visually or fully co- a configurable information screen is built into the instrument cluster in some trim levels as well. Power comes from Chrysler's proven 2.4-liter Tiger Shark four-cylinder engine, which generates 180 horsepower and 174 foot-pounds of torque. For, uh, front-wheel drive models come with a six-speed automatic transmission, and four-wheel drive variants ship with a nine-speed automatic unit. Interestingly, though, a six-speed manual transmission is going to be available regardless of which drive configuration is chosen. Makes me wonder what the final gear ratios will be between the models. In Jeep's conquest to dominate global automotive sales, the design uh, the designed the Compass is as, glo- as a global contender. To that end, it will be assembled in China, India, Mexico, and Brazil, and will be sold in over 100 markets around the planet. Additional information such as when we'll see it here in the U.S. showrooms and how much it's going to cost will be published closer to its official launch date, so stay tuned. So when were we going to finally see or get our hands on, that is, on that new Jeep truck? Now, there are a couple of Jeeps coming out that we are more than just a little excited for. The first is the Jeep Cherokee, Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, rather, which is even a higher-performance Hellcat-powered version of the Jeep Grand Cherokee, which is soon to fill the tire-burning hearts of many of us, if not in anything but our daydreams over the keyboard at work. The second is, of course, long-awaited and highly anticipated Wrangler pickup. Jeep has now confirmed when we'll actually be seeing both of them. At the LA Auto Show, the Jeep guy with the awesome name that we all know and love, Mike Manley, said that we can expect to see the Trackhawk at the New York International Auto Show in April. While he didn't confirm that it will be a Hellcat-powered vehicle, he did say that there is going to be enough of a difference 
from the regular SRT Grand Cherokee that both can coexist peacefully. Now, the Wrangler pickup is going to be a little bit later. We had originally heard that we'd see it in late 2017, but it seems that that has been pushed back, and nobody seems to know why. Instead, we're likely to see the new Wrangler in the second half of 2017, and the pickup will debut in mid-2018, which means it'll either barely be a 2018 model or may start off as a 2019 model. Seriously, 2019 can't come soon enough. Well, that's it for this week. A big thanks to all of you guys who uh, help continue us help con- continue to help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you guys have a story that you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Have you seen the, seen the Renegade pickup? I have not seen a Renegade pickup version yet, but I'm not surprised, actually. I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody out there is, uh, is you know, chopping those things up for you know, promotional vehicles and that sort of thing. Oh, I don't think so. This looked like a, f- uh, a factory uh, thing. Is and that right? It was okay. JCR Off-Road. I thought we had talked about it here. Uh, JCR Off-Road uh, had posted a picture. And boy, there was some scathing comments on oh, Facebook. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, Renegade Comanche pickup. Comanche, yeah, bastardizing yet another name, oh, Jeep. Of course, of course, <laughs> FCA is going to call it a Comanche. Why wouldn't they? Uh, I still want a Comanche. I, I am, I am Jeep poor over here, and I still want a Comanche. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> it does, but it's uh, as I think I put in the post. It's uh, that thing shouldn't be called a Jeep. It should be called another four-letter word starting with the letter F, which I think I even said on this show. So and it looks like it has a, a soft top. She's getting excited. And it comes in purple. <laughs> I know. Yay. It has angry eyes. See, these uh, <laughs> these people at Jeep know what they're doing. I'm sorry, Tammy. <laughs> no, that's all right. Actually, I like the Wrangler pickup looking better. And the D-rings come with a bungee cord. Yeah. So they don't they're, fall off and you get lost. You just hear them dingling on the road. <laughs> the, the Renegade or the Comanche looks more girly. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's it. I quit. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all about selling, people. It's all about selling. Well, hey, we want you guys to take a moment to take our survey over at JeepTalkShow.com slash survey. This is a little something that we're going to use to help, well, fine-tune, if you will, the show and how we get our market it to, uh, to our listeners, well, future listeners, if you will. We're trying to increase our listenership, and we can do that by you guys giving us a little bit of information about yourselves. And we're not going to ask you for anything super private or anything like that. It's just some basic stats. And uh, this is going to help us tailor the show as to who we're advertising it to and in what markets and that sort of stuff. So if you can, help us out. We really appreciate it. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. Take a few minutes. Just fill out some basic information. We'd really appreciate it. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. Hey, Bars! I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Roadhouse! You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Cheers! Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story. A story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show, and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, yes, you most certainly are indeed. And, well, you might, some of you out there might be wondering, what exactly is the 4x4 Radio Network? Well, it is a place where you can find, well, not only the Jeep Talk Show, but, of course, the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer Podcast, and Trail Chasers Podcast as well. It's your one-stop shop for all your 4x4 off-road-related audio. It's so good, it's so easy, and it's so free. Head over to www.4x4radionetwork.com right now. And hey, Jeepers, from time to time, you guys know that we like to pat our own back every now and again. And <gasps> well, that's us. It's true. And well, of course, we wouldn't be able to do that without you guys. And this week, well, all you loyal Jeepers out there helped the Jeep Talk Show pass a monumental milestone in the podcasting world. We had a Woo-hoo. single day download of over 15 downloads. What, what's that? What? <laughs> 15,000? No, there's, there's a zero missing. Where's the, oh, no. Oh, zero. Oh, OK. Here they are. <laughs> 1,500 downloads in one day. Okay, that is a big deal, guys. Last month, we had over 24,500 downloads. That's right, in one month. We are humbled and gratified so much that so many of you out there share your time with us. So, Jeepers, thank you very much. 
Yep, it's the only reason for us doing this show, and uh, we really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our crazy antics. <laughs> all right, well, you know what time it is. It's time for us all to shut up. Shut up and listen. Shut up. And listen. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Well, guys, I'm getting that itch again. And no, Tony, I don't need any cream. <laughs> oh, for uh, <laughs> I'm getting that itch to buy some more Jeep parts. And even though I have lifted my Jeep and put on some bigger Legos. and put on some bigger tires, I still need to be cautious of messing up my undercarriage. The last time I was out wheeling taught me that lesson well when I came down hard on a rock and messed up my steering stabilizer. So for sure, I'm going to be looking at getting that relocation bracket bracket for my stabilizer. But the next big item I'm looking at is my gas tank skid. Right now, the stock skid is pretty scratched up and dented as well. However, I'm not sure if I should go aluminum, steel, or stainless steel. Now, I deal with these three items every day a lot on my job at the elevator factory fabrication company. So here's what I know. Steel is strong, stronger than aluminum, but it's a lot heavier. Aluminum is more bendy and can dent easier, but it's lighter than steel. Aluminum is more pricier than steel. And when it comes to skid plates, I'm guessing all these same attributes still apply. So some things to think about when adding skid plates, weight, durability, cost, and what you use your Jeep for. So I understand adding more weight can be an issue, but I'm told for our Rubicons, this is not an issue because they're made to handle all that extra weight. But if you don't do a lot of wheeling where the undercarriage can beat up, get beat up, but you still might want some protection, you might not want a lot of extra weight. Aluminum is going to be the way to go on that. Like if you go just minor off-roading, maybe some mudding. Now, if you do a lot of rock crawling, I'm guessing steel would be your answer. But with steel, you're going to need to worry about that rust. So a good powder coat is necessary. But you're still going to need to maintain that steel skid plate by watching out for dings and scratches and gouges that could eventually rust, especially if you're in the road salt mecca of America, which is in the Northeast. They seem to dump it on the roads every winter. So anyway, now if you want a durable, rust-proof, tough skid, I think your best bet is going to be stainless steel. Now that I have the pros and cons of the different metals, it's going to be time for me to seek out my options out there in the World Wide Web. And that means lots of research and lots of input from you listeners out there on your experiences with all these different skid plates. So if you like something to add, I'd love to hear your input. You can email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com and use the subject line Wrangler Talk. Or you can head over to the jeeptalkforum.com and post in our new form that we created just for you. It's not your typical form. There are no dumb questions, no flaming, or we don't tell you to go to Google when you're searching for information. We want you to find out more behind our stories and the information we share with you, and we like to create a dialogue with our listeners, and this is the place to do it. That's jeeptalkform.com. Hope to see you there. Yeah, we really do, and uh, we do have a few people already joining us over there, and it's been fun interacting with you guys there on the forum as well as on the show. Um, so, Tammy, you have steel wheels on yours, right? Yes. Have you already had uh, had issue where you have to uh, do something about uh, a rock rash and rust? I, I, I was thinking you did. Yeah. I've um, scraped some rocks on the driver, on the rear, both the rear 
um, and have gouged it and pretty pretty significantly, not a lot, mm-hmm. but the gouges have been significant. And um, the guys at Adams that gave um, helped me with my lift and the tires, he said your best thing to do is take spray paint and spray it in like a bowl or something and take um, like a sponge or a cloth and just take that spray paint and rub it. And mine are black, so I just use like a flat black and just rub it in the gouges. Interesting. And that'll help protect it. Yeah, that is the kind of the downside of steel. Of course, uh, um, aluminum will uh, oxidize and it kind of gets a kind of a haze to it. So mm-hmm. the, they both have a tendency to do the same thing. If we could just remove all the oxygen, things would look a lot better. There you go. <laughs> Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Give us a call and let us know. Just call our voicemail line, 530-675-4102, and let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show. Now, my favorite part of the show. No, it's not Nikki G. It's reviews. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got uh, one here from uh, on our Facebook. And, of course, you guys can leave us a review over on Facebook, on YouTube, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all that sort of stuff. We enjoy those five-star reviews. And, of course, all the comments you guys leave us, we always read here on the show. And this one here, uh, from familiar name, is it not, Tammy? I think uh, this one we had, uh, we, we had this person give us a review last week as well, didn't we? Yes, we did. Allison. Is- yeah, Mc- go ahead. McClellan. I'm trying to get her name right. Um, she reviewed on the Jeep Talk Show Facebook page. She gave us five stars. Great podcast. I listen while driving. Never listen to the radio anymore because there's too many Jeep talk show podcasts to catch up on. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Yeah. Well, like that. Thanks, Allison, yeah. for giving us that review. We love hearing those five-star reviews every week. And we don't really mention it anymore. I think we used to mention it at the beginning because we were just so pr- proud that we were having yet another episode, that we were coming coming together for a week and doing another one. We used to announce our our episodes, I think, which we still do in our promo, but not in the regular show. But well, this yeah. is the 255th episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Wow. Just amazing. Who's counting? So uh, <laughs> if you guys are, I mean, um, Allison's already found this out. If you just found the show and you just started listening, you got lots of homework to do, folks. Lots of homework. There's a lot of shows that you can go back and listen to, and we encourage you to do so. There's some really funny moments in a lot of those shows and a lot of great information. No, yeah, we are entirely it. professional here. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> I've never been paid for it, damn it. Uh, and okay. you know what? If you guys <laughs> don't get enough, if you just can't get enough Jeep. How could they? We are here to please. So every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Central, Tony and I are ready to take your calls live on the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. It's a 30-minute show where we pose a question about something Jeep, Mm -hmm. and we want you to call in and share your response to our question. And then the second half, you can talk about anything Jeep. Call in and chat with Tony and I, and it's all about you, the listener, sharing your stories. And... This past Tuesday, two days ago, mm-hmm. we had two special guests on the show Extra where special. you could call in and ask them the questions, and it was the Paps Boys from the Roadhouse, and that show is up right now. You can download it and check it out. It was an awesome night. And I'll say that uh, uh, they were largely due, I believe, to our uh, new 1500 download record because that was uh, – uh, published and uh, the day after that is when we got uh, that record number of downloads. If you guys aren't familiar with the Paps Boys, uh, just go to YouTube. They are a YouTube uh, sensation uh, where they talk about Jeeps and uh, have a lot of fun in the process. And of course, uh, uh, audience uh, has fun in the process as well. Uh, but just go to uh, YouTube.com and do a search for the Paps Boys. 
Uh, you can do youtube.com slash papsboys and uh, look at uh, Clyde and Tommy. Uh, and it is, Love they, those guys. yeah, Tommy is uh, subtitled with his permission. So just if you're, <laughs> if you're thinking, laughing, oh, that's just so wrong. I have it on Tommy and uh, Tommy has been in the room by himself and I've talked to him. So I know Clyde doesn't have, have a gun on him. Really. Well, they're in Canada, so there are no guns. <laughs> right. So Tommy or says, mace. yeah, Tommy says it was his idea. So anyway, watch, you'll, you'll understand. Right. And it, it's a lot of fun. So uh, <laughs> Tammy, some of the subjects that we've talked about on the Jeep talk call in show, uh, I think one of them was like uh, mud or rocks, uh, mud, rock, mud, water, rocks or mall. A mall, yeah, and yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I, first mod. Um, I'm sorry. Your first mod. Yeah, yeah. Your first modification, the first damage, the first trail damage that you had. Uh, so we have lots of different uh, topics that are just general things that uh, I think everybody goes through or worries about uh, on their Jeep. And well, certainly, uh, uh, topics that just about anybody could chime in on. A- absolutely. Oh, totally. And Tammy, I just realized we haven't done uh, a, a steel or aluminum or alloy. Maybe there we can do go. that for a for a question. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So uh, look for us Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, right here. Same YouTube channel, same JeepTalkShow.com uh, site. Uh, just uh, make sure you're here Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time, and be ready to call in with a question. It's a lot of fun. Everybody enjoys after they've called in, even when they're, they're nervous about it. Yeah, a lot of stuff to look forward to in the upcoming episodes as well. You got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever have answers oh that's good because it's tech talk with jeep talk well we're gonna learn all about wheels guys it's inevitable you buy a jeep eventually well you're gonna end up swapping the wheels at the very least the tires but chances are you're gonna get to the rim sooner or later and there's nothing that changes the appearance more to a vehicle than a nice set of rims when you buy a new set of wheels for your rig the most important factor to most of us is looks And that's okay. Aesthetics are important to everyone, and they are an important factor when you buy wheels, but they shouldn't be the only factor. Things like width, load rating, and offset are just a few of the other things that you should consider when shopping for your next set of rims for your Jeep, for your tow rig, or even for your daily driver. To understand why these terms are important, we first must understand what they mean and how they apply to the vehicle. All right, first and foremost is diameter. Large diameter wheels are definitely trending right now, but both the wheels and the tires of these are more expensive than the smaller diameter versions. My advice has always been to keep the wheel diameter to be less than half the overall tire diameter. For example, a 17-inch wheel would be the maximum size for a 35-inch tire. I definitely wouldn't go any larger than that. Large diameter wheels also provide room for larger brakes and, and in result in more precise handling due to a shorter sidewall. But the trade-off is that a shorter sidewall means the tire cannot conform to the terrain as well off-road when it is aired down. And frankly, who wants that on their Jeep? Another trend on the street, at least, is to stretch tires onto wheels that are wider than the tire itself. Guys, please, just no, don't do this. (laughs) It may be hella swag, yo, but it would cost you a lot less to just put a giant banner on your windshield that says, I don't go off-road ever. So let's move on. Width. Tire manufacturers list a range of recommended wheel widths for each specific tire. They typically recommend a wheel that is two to three inches more narrow than the tire itself. I like to run as narrow of a wheel as recommended since this helps to keep the tire on the wheel at low air pressure, and I do air down. The trade-off is that too narrow of a wheel can cause the tire to crown, leading to accelerated wear in the center of the tread. I'm sure all you guys have seen this. Now, offset. Offset refers to the wheel's mounting surface relative to the center line of the wheel. So a zero offset places the half of the wheel on each side of the mounting surface. Positive offset results in a narrower track width. With the mounting surface closer to the outside of the wheel, well, the opposite is true for negative offset wheels. Negative offset wheels are popular with a lot of rock crawlers with big tires and narrow axles to keep the tires from hitting the frame or suspension components while the steering is turned. Wheels with less less offset don't scrub as much when turning, though, resulting in easier steering effort and less strain on axle components. Now on to backspacing. Backspacing is similar to offset, but unlike offset, backspacing is dependent on the width of the wheel. Backspacing is the distance from the inside of the lip of the wheel to the mounting surface itself. Shallow backspacing is equivalent to negative offset, while deep backspacing is equivalent to positive offset. Backspacing is critical for many IFS trucks, particularly after they have been lifted. Larger suspension components may require less backspacing, but too little backspacing can lead to tires rubbing the fenders when they're turned. We all have experienced that at some point. 
Now, the bolt pattern. This is kind of an important one, guys. The bolt pattern in your wheels need to match your axles. Kind of goes without saying. Although in some situations, adapters are available to convert the bolt pattern. Most Jeeps use a five lug wheel, with current JKs being on a five on five bolt pattern, and earlier TJs and XJs being on five by four and a half. The first number is the number of lugs, and the second number is the diameter in inches of the bolt circle. Most wheels are available in a variety of bolt patterns to fit different applications. In general, one-ton trucks use eight-lug axles. Jeeps, half-ton Fords, and most half-ton Dodges use five-lug axles. And Toyotas, half-ton Chevys, and half-ton Dodge uh, use six-lug axles. Be sure to double-check your bolt pattern before purchasing wheels, though you wouldn't want to be left stranded. Load rating. Now, tires aren't the only things load rated, actually. Wheels are as well. Load rating is a function of the wheel construction and bolt pattern. Steel wheels are often rated at lower loads than cast aluminum wheels, while forged wheels offer the highest load rating of all. Regardless of the type of construction, a wheel with more lug nuts and larger bolt circles, such as 8 on 6.5 instead of 5 on 4.5, for instance, will offer a higher load rating due to the distribution of the load. Center bore. All right, this refers to the hole in the middle of the wheel. The larger the pattern, uh, the larger bolt pattern the circle is, the larger or the bigger the bolt or the center bore can be which is important when fitting over things like locking hubs and full floating axles and on hub centric wheels while the center bolt center bore is critical to position the wheel on the axle unlike lug centric wheels that use the lug nuts to center the wheel and if you've ever seen a wheel that hasn't been centered on an axle it is something to behold when going down the freeway <laughs> bead seat all right this is the one this one is probably one of the lesser known or talked about specs of wheels and this is why we saved it for last but it plays a big role nonetheless the bead seat on the wheel is what keeps the tire bead seated with the help of air pressure. The taller and wider this bead seat is, the lower the air pressure you can run without the tire coming off the wheel. Beadlock wheels add a mechanical clamp to this with bolts that actually hold the tire to the wheel, typically only on the outside bead, making it impossible for the tire to unseat even with zero tire pressure. The bead of the tire it sits in the machined area up against the lip of the wheel. The larger this lip is, the better the job it does of keeping the tire on the wheel at low pressure. The trade-off is that a larger bead seat will make the tire more difficult to mount and dismount, which will probably only piss off the guys <laughs> in the tire shop more than ever will you. Information regarding dimensions of the wheels on your rig currently or when buying used wheels can typically be found on the inside of the wheel in the case the owner isn't sure what he or she has. So now you are loaded for bear when it comes to wheel shopping. So feel free, guys, to go haggle with that dude on Craigslist or go talk some shop with the guys down at Les Schwab. Well, this helps all you guys out there with anyone who is wanting to know more about wheels and their relation to our Jeeps. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk. So, Josh, I, uh, I've never really thought about positive, uh, um, not backspacing, the positive offset before, but right. I saw a picture on Facebook the other day. Okay. Which, which we all know is the bastion of uh, good information, uh, where there was, uh, I think, five wheel spacers all bolted together, giving a good nice Lord. positive uh, offset, if I understand the term properly. No, that would be a negative offset. Negative will, will frog that out. It'll push those wheels out from, oh. the, from the axles farther. So Positives um, in. Negatives out. Positives in, negatives out. Okay. There you go. Yep. So I think that what they were going for was the uh, full-size uh, axle without the full-size axle. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm, they were probably going through wheel bearings uh, at a pace of like three sets uh, a year. I think somebody just had a bunch of uh, wheel spacers available, and they put them oh, all did, together did for, it for a, a little photo shoot. Yeah. For little, for yeah. The, it's like Look the, what I did, guys. It's, it's like, going to be awesome. It's like welding the spider gears together. You've seen that one where they actually welded the ring and pinion together. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> one like, thing i didn't know was <laughs> the bolt pattern oh yeah the uh i had no idea or as you would say oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah you betcha <laughs> the, uh, what do you have tammy is it five on uh what, what is it uh, four five on ours five. is four is it it's no five. ours is five on 4.5 and i think tammy's is what'd you say josh five on five yeah so uh that that's very look now that's very important whenever you're uh, buying the wheels. If you want the lug nuts to go through the little holes, they do make adapters. But I'm not an adapter fan. 
Uh, I ran adapters for a short period of time back when I was um, still on stock wheels. It, it definitely helped a little bit. Now, I wasn't running anything extreme. I think it was maybe three quarters of an inch, maybe inch. It wasn't anything more than that. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a nice little bit of a change in stance. Right. And it wasn't enough to where I, I really was worried about any of my, my, my components or anything like that. I wheeled the piss out of my Jeep with those, with those uh, spacers on for years. And I, I hear think that. I even I think I even ran a set of thirty threes um, with uh, three three twelve fifties on a set of Canyon TJ rims on my XJ uh, for geez I want to say a good year or more uh, wheeling in the rocks and stuff with spacers mm-hmm. and uh, and did just fine. Now obviously your mileage may vary and and everybody's uh, you know the equipment is all different, but um, t- to that end. You know, I wouldn't hesitate to do it again. It, would it be my first choice? No, nah, probably not. But you know, wheel spacers can be found on Craigslist relatively easy, mm-hmm. and uh, and for relatively cheap as well. And so, if you're looking for a little bit of a stance or a little bit extra room for something like uh, maybe a larger brake uh, setup or something like that, well, wheel spacers might give you a temporary solution. Yeah, I've heard that from a few people saying that the uh, the wheel spacers aren't a big deal. Um, Josh, did you, have you ever heard of it or have any, um, uh, personal experience with it, uh, causing the uh, wheel bearing assemblies to fail quicker? Well, I, I can't, uh, I can't say one direction or another. Now on paper, that's what's going to happen. I and mean, especially if you get into the inch and a half or larger wheel spacers, if you're running a two inch wheel spacer, I mean, and you haven't replaced a, a wheel bearing in a year or less, I, I'm going to say you're probably overdue or just one of those few lucky individuals. Um, but for, for those out there who are running, you know, three quarter or, or, or inch spacers or something like that. I mean, my personal experience was that I did have to replace my wheel bearings. Um, I would say once in the two or three years that I was running wheel spacers. So I can't say that for sure it was those that caused them to go out because they were the original ones that were in there and had 200,000 miles on them. So, you know, it's kind of hard to say my personal experience and the guys who I've wheeled with. Same kind of stories. You know, they're able to do, you know, run these spacers for a year or two, you know, maybe a little bit longer than that, depending on wheels. You know, I wouldn't probably run wheel spacers on something larger than a 33. There's just too much, you know, shear force when you get into that diameter of a tire placed on those lugs and you space that out with a spacer. You know, you bring that out from the mounting surface with a spacer a little bit more and you're just asking for trouble. So, if you're running spacers, guys, keep it on the on the you know 33s or less. And if you don't know what we're talking about, basically the wheel bearing, uh, as it gets a heavier load, whether it be the uh, the weight of the uh, the wheel and the tire combination, or moving that thing out away from the wheel bearing, is going to put a lot of uh, downward thrust on that bearing, so it's going to wear quicker. At least that's what the theory is, and certainly will happen, especially if you're running five uh, wheel spacers, like I was seeing that guy on Facebook. Uh, I think those things would come apart uh, before oh, before the wheel bearing yeah. would. Uh, Probably but, hold it uh, together with duct tape. Yeah, so keep that in mind. If you want a full width axle on your Jeep, put a full width, width, width axle on your Jeep. Don't try to uh, uh, goof around by ex- making it uh, out further with wheels and everything else because you'll pay for it in wheel bearings. Uh, but there are there is a way to replace those wheel bearings with, uh, what is it, Dana 44 uh, knuckles uh, or outers? So that you can uh, actually uh, have uh, the ability of a much stronger, easily, cheaply uh, repaired wheel bearing assembly. And uh, I think locking uh, hubs is at the same time. Yeah, I think you'd even increase the spline count on those as well. Yeah, so uh, if, you, if you're destined to do something like that, there are ways uh, that you can uh, uh, help keep your Jeep on the road or on the trail uh, longer. You'll just have to spend a buttload of money. <laughs> Ain't that true. I don't know how the money got there, but I'm happy to find it when I do. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? Darryl, I think you ought to keep that rig at the mall. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a deck of big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. Hey folks, the Jeep Talk Colin show is not the only show where you get a chance to talk to us. We love hearing from you and you can call us on our voicemail at 530-675-4102 
or jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message. Click on the leave voicemail button and talk to us. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Hey, everyone. It's Mike from New Jersey calling in again. I just got finished uh, listening to episode 254. And I said a couple of comments and uh, questions about what you guys went over. Tammy, a great segment about the tops. Um, I'm always looking at all the different options out there. And, you know, I completely agree with you about the soft top. It's definitely the better way to go. But I was looking at a Quadratech, uh, you know, catalog and online, obviously, uh, and they have a soft top that gets, uh, you know, does away with the worst part of having a soft top, which is the rear access. They have a soft top that basically builds in a glass. And for those of you keeping track at home, that was not three minutes. Uh, we we just lost the call somehow. So, but I think we got the uh, the gist of uh, of the call. But I think he wanted to say more. Oh, he did. Besides... But, he, but he didn't call back. <laughs> oh. Well, I think what he was talking about was the uh, fifteen hundred dollar soft top from Best Top over at Quadratech, which actually has a uh, it is a soft top for all intents and purposes, but it has glass inserts. And it's kind of oh. got like these hard molded plastic, right. uh, you know, frames, if you will. And but it gives you sliding rear windows and and a and an actual back hatch, if you will, uh, that that folds up, you know, that that hinges up. So it's really, I mean, it is a trick looking top. And as far as soft top technology goes, I mean, this is the way to go. But at a fifteen hundred dollar price point, yeesh. Yeah, that's, lots uh, of Legos to sell. That is a bunch, uh, a bunch of money. But <laughs> but I think but he would, had some more comments besides that. I think probably did. We'll just have to. Ho- hopefully, he'll call back in and uh, finish that up or uh, or in. redo it. So, uh, and the great thing about those glass inserts, it makes it that much harder to break into the Jeep, right? Sure. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> even though the soft, you know, there's just less vinyl to uh, slice a, a razor knife through. I guess. Yeah, it's just a joke because the canvas is just as easy to to cut. Hey guys, it's Nate. I just uh, listened to Tammy's Wrangler talk about the soft top versus hard top, and I had one little piece of info that I wanted to throw in about specifically those JK hard tops. Um, I had a 2013 JK, uh, just a sport, you know, nothing fancy. It had the black soft top or black, uh, sorry, hard top on it, uh, not the color matched painted hard top. Um, and I found that the, the number one thing that I hated about that top was that that finish on the top, the black paint, whatever it is that they coated them with, it must have been made of something like blown glass or, uh, I don't know, tissue paper or something else really, really delicate because it was so easy to nick and chip. Um, that was one of the primary reasons that, that hard top thing got a soft top, uh, aside from the fact that I do prefer a soft top, and if I had the option, I would have bought the Jeep with a soft top. Uh, but I lived with that hard top for about a year, and I just... I couldn't take how delicate you had to be with the darn thing. Just taking the freedom panels out and throwing them in the back for a, a trip home from work. I put two nicks and one of the panels on top, and trying to get the, the touch-up paint from Chrysler to, 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 to fix it up was expensive, as you'd expect. So, yeah, the delicate things. I, I get the feeling that the color-matched hard tops are a little more durable because they're painted with actual automotive paint and not whatever textured crap there is on the, uh, the black ones. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, and, uh, about security, um, I know it takes some special tools, but I was once at training in North Carolina with my, with my JK and accidentally locked the keys in the, in the freaking Jeep because uh, I was frazzled or whatever. And uh, I called AAA, and the speed at which they were able to open my Jeep without any damage at all was absolutely terrifying. I don't put any stock <laughs> in vehicle security at all after seeing that. So, yeah. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, vehicle security is just a, uh, uh, a, a dream at best, uh, especially if you have that infotainment system, right, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that <laughs> they'll just drive the Jeep out of the driveway for you from, you know, 15 yeah, from, miles away from Saudi Arabia. They'll drive yeah. it, <laughs> drive it out of your, out of your driveway. Uh, oh, gee. Alexa, turn on the Jeep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, and we have a uh, another uh, call from Nate. 
Hey guys, it's Nate again. I guess it's just a particularly boring drive to work this morning on this uh, this fine Monday. I guess that's a good thing. Boring drives mean uh, less accidents and excitement and whatnot. More time to listen to the show. Anyway, I had a quick follow-on thought to the soft top discussion. Um, You guys were talking about longevity on soft tops, and I just wanted to say that I had a best top super top on my old YJ, and I want to say that thing is still in use by the pre by the current owner of the Jeep. The guy I sold it to, and it's got to be 20 years old now. And wow. it saw, I mean, abuse. <laughs> I did not take good care of that top. It actually spanned two different Jeeps that I had, uh, an older YJ and then the blue YJ that I had. And then it was on that when I sold it. And uh, it had I'd had to fix it once or twice. Some of the zippers were a little problematic. Some seams had pulled that I had to, you know, sew back up. But, uh, yeah, it's still going strong, and that's... Uh, a testament, I think, to the quality of the the, the best top tops. Uh, not uh, not to try to plug best top on your show or whatever, but uh, they do make a good product. Uh, the other thing is, you guys are talking about revolver shackles, and uh, I know that the internet in general hates them. Uh, but I just wanted to say that on that same YJ, the blue YJ, uh, the, there was a point in my life when I fell for all of the gimmicky flex tricks. Uh, one of which was the revolver shackles. The other of which was buggy springs. Um, I had revolver shackles on the front of that Jeep, and I had buggy springs on the rear, and it was my daily driver. However, I knew all the caveats going in. I knew that the thing was going to be less safe on the road, and I drove it accordingly. Um, so buyer beware. Uh, the revolvers did work okay for me. I didn't see them performing as well as they were reported to. The buggy springs, man, they were they were pretty awesome. I like I like the way they operated. Uh, they got me a lot of flack, though. A lot of people looked at them and cringed. But I tell you, if you ever want to cringe at any sort of suspension modification, look up the old Z box. Man, those things are scary. If you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe you shouldn't look it up. It's one of those things that uh, you can't unsee. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks. Talk to you guys later. Bye. So, uh, are any of you uh, familiar with the Z box? I am not actually. No. I figured you were, Josh. I looked it up because I was listening to this uh, voicemail whenever I uh, was editing it. And it looks a lot like a revolver shackle, except it's this kind of flat pieces of steel in kind of the shape oh, of a Z. This is the one that's got a, It's got like two hinges in it or something, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. if you got an extra door in your house that you don't need, you can just take the hinges off and make <laughs> a... <laughs> but it looks, yeah, like it's, it looks like it has the same idea behind the revolver shackle, except it's... Uh, it just allows it uh, kind of a, an accordion type thing. Yeah. So I can understand why uh, why Nate would say something like that. That's interesting, <laughs> though. That's that's good information well, when you try stuff like that. Yeah, he touched on something die. that that kind of I, I'm kind of in the same same kind of uh, of camp as as he is, where I've got some modifications to my Jeep that I really would be hesitant to just let anybody into it to drive it on the freeway. Mm -hmm. There are some things with that Jeep that are rather particular and that you kind of got to know about before you just hop in and go for a ride, right? right? So, you know, it's one of those things where I knew that, okay, you know, because I'm doing this custom steering setup that I'm not going to be running sway bars up in the front anymore. And with that comes this, that, and the other thing. Well, I know this, and I know what that means. I know the science behind it, but, you know, somebody else that I, you know, let my Jeep, you know, uh, let them borrow my Jeep or something like that may not know that, may not understand, well, what is all that noise? Why is this thing moving around like this? You know, just things like that. Yeah, it'd be, it so would be a wake-up call. a set of something like revol <laughs> revolver shackles, you kind of understand what you're getting into, so you're going to kind of drive your Jeep accordingly. Yeah, it would really be a wake-up call uh, making a turn. Uh, yeah. with with no sway bar <laughs> it's not i don't think it's necessarily dangerous Here we go. yeah <laughs> captain to co-pilot no, i mean you, you can't drive it like you like you would you know uh, a miata you know it's it's got to be you know it you kind of got to know what you're doing a little bit at it's, least be aware of things it's like docking a super tanker you have to plan your turns <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, now we have a, a very extra special voicemail. I don't know how we're getting calls like this. We had one last week too, didn't we? We did, and uh, but I'm I'm appreciating these calls. This is great. Uh, well, let's just get to it. Stand by. Lots here. And now an important message from the President of the United States. My fellow Americans, I know that there's a lot of uncertainty in our days ahead. 
many of you will be feeling certain uh, pressures to make appropriate choices. Well, I'm here to say that in these times of confusion, there's hope. So don't believe all the negative attention when it comes to the new J.L. Wrangler. You probably heard rumors, innuendos, some okey-doke about curved windshields or uh, more rounded grills, and maybe even diesel options. But I'm here to give comfort to all the J.K. folks by saying that if you like your Wrangler, you can keep your Wrangler. And I'm sure that the aftermarket won't shift in the direction of the new J.L. In closing, time will tell if the engineers at Jeep have done an outstanding job. May God bless your Jeep, and may God bless America. <laughs> so we could all, all feel right. good about the, the new Wrangler coming up, or, or not, depending on how, you, uh, how your uh, political aspirations uh, sway. <laughs> Maybe we should protest, huh? <laughs> I don't want, I have a, I have a whole story no about that that comment. I'm not going to get into. <laughs> hey Jeepers, all my Jeep lovers out there, who doesn't love a good night ride on the trails in their Jeep, right? But you all know that the factory lights are made for mall crawling, not rock crawling. How can you get the most out of your Jeep if your lights are worthless? Let me tell you about a brand that makes great quality light bars for Jeeps without the high prices that many brands expect. It's the guys over at Crawl Bright Performance Off-Road Lighting. They have the highest quality lights made from the top components in the industry. They use the best name brand LEDs like Cree and Osram, aircraft-grade aluminum, and more, and a virtually unbreakable polycarbonate lens on all their lights. These lights are 100% waterproof and backed by a three-year replacement guarantee. They make LED light bars, light bars, pods, brackets, and wiring. They even have rock lights, too, to illuminate the ground that you are crawling on. Crawl Bright provides uh, prides themselves on offering the best quality lights, but at a price that most Jeepers can afford. Fans of the Jeep Talk Show can enter Jeep Talk Show, all one word, for a special 20% discount on everything on their website. So head over to crawlbright.com and remember, brighter is better. That's 20% people. 20%. I mean, it's not like you get a 10% coupon that barely covers you know, taxes if, they're, if you're ordering something in the same state. Uh, well, actually, I guess that's Texas. I guess the uh, the tax rates could be different elsewhere. But generally speaking, a, t- a little minuscule 10% discount barely covers the taxes and not even the shipping. So this is great. 20% discount. Go over there to crawlbright.com and use that Jeep Talk Show uh, code for a 20% discount on everything on the site. That's huge. Yeah, it is. So, uh, hey guys, it's time for us to tell you about something that we don't talk about very often, and that's our survey. So we'd like for you to go over and take a moment, take our survey at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. If you could hear Tammy, you would hear her talking about from the mind of Nikki G. God, I <laughs> muted the mic again. So it's something was it, we Was it that gassy to... problem that you've had in the past? Yeah. I just keep yawning. <laughs> Oop. She didn't get it. <laughs> no, I heard you. I was ignoring you. As well okay. you should. Let's let's hear from Nikki G. <laughs> from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. Now that uh, summer's over and fall is here and the air is nice and cool and crisp. It's that time of year that us Jeep owners just love. Not talking about holidays or winter snow or any of that other bull crap. I'm talking about it's that time of year where we could drive our Jeeps and not keep our eyeballs glued to the temperature <laughs> gauge. Yeah. Except for you people in the Southwest. I guess you're just screwed. <laughs> All right. This is Nikki G. And I will chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. Oh, it's funny because it's true. Tammy never has to worry about that. She's got one of those big-ass radiators in her Jeep. I do? Yeah, compared to the Cherokee. I didn't know that. Learned two things tonight. Yeah. it's uh, it, Actually, if you uh, do a Google search on uh, the uh, Jeep Cherokee radiator, and you'll see how uh, long and uh, very narrow or, or short uh-huh. that thing is. and has a, It gives us a lot of cooling issues, especially in uh, hot air temps. Well, let's get over to your product review. Well, this was um, a product I had never heard of before. And the folks over at Easy Screw Top Tool, they reached out to me and asked if I would try out their new Jeep Wrangler tool. 
And it's a pretty nifty little tool. And it's a tool for those of you with Wrangler hardtops. It's supposed to make it a snap to remove those cumbersome three-piece Freedom hardtops. Unfortunately, my Rubicon is only a soft top, so I couldn't test out and review the tool for the folks at Easy Screw Top Tool. So I asked them if I could get my friend CPO from Overclock to try it out for me, and they agreed. And CPO jumped at the chance to test out the product, so I sent it over to him. And you might ask, why is this tool needed? Well, what I'm told about hardtops is they can be cumbersome to remove with their long-threaded hand-turned screws that are awkwardly placed. There are two hand screws that seal down the front two pieces of the three-piece Freedom Top. And this tool works with Jeep Wranglers from 2007 to the present. This hard top removal tool fits right into the hand screws and allows the user to remove or install them mechanically, making this chore much easier. All you need is a Black & Decker cordless screwdriver. Now, the folks at Easy Screw Top Tool recommend that's all you use. The increased torque and speed of cordless or corded drills could possibly damage your Jeep screws or the holes in which they fit. And you're supposed to always start these screws by hand. Never start with the hand screws with the Easy Screw Top Tool. Now, failure to follow these directions could, could result in cross-threading of the hand screws or damage to the threaded holes in your Jeep. Now, CPO said this tool was genius and makes the process much, much easier and it helps with your um, hands from getting so tired. And especially if you're older and have arthritis, it makes it so much easier. Now, at the price of $19.99 with free shipping, I feel you can't go wrong with this product. It makes getting topless a snap. Plus, the company has added a coupon code, JeepMama, J-E-E-P-M-O-M-M-A. If you punch in that code, you get an extra 15% off. Now, you can purchase this tool at www.easyscrewtoptool.com. See, that's a 15% off, and that's still not even as good as the 20% crawl right <laughs> deal. So. Uh, but at nineteen ninety nine, I like that, Tammy. I mean, yeah. normally you see things like this for you know a bazillion ninety nine, uh, which which is always uh, uh, right. You know, kind of like, eh, gee, it was a great idea, but I ain't paying that much. So at twenty bucks, that's great. It sounds like it'd make a great stuffing stocker too. Yes, it does. If you go to my website, my blog, you can see that's number eight on my stocking oh, stuffer okay. gift. Um. The other cool thing is the inventor of this is from Maryland. Well, accidents happen. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the that kind of reminds me that uh, speaking of uh, stocking stuffers, we're going to be doing our, uh, uh, what is it, the Amazon Christmas Buyer's Guide uh, here coming up uh, next week, next Thursday. So uh, if you're trying to uh, give your uh, loved one a hint about something that you might like in your stocking, keep it clean. Uh, that uh, we, we <laughs> can kind of covertly get him or her to listen to our, our next episode, the one that we'll be broadcasting on Thanksgiving Day. Hey, folks, and don't forget, just take 30 seconds, go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey and fill out our survey form, please. We would appreciate it. So the park ranger was just telling me they're getting ready to close the park, so we're going to have to make this fast, guys. Oh. Well, not a worry. I really don't have anything to report on my Jeep as far as that goes. I've been uh, really spending the last week or so uh, re completely redoing my studio. I, I know for our live viewers, it probably doesn't look anything different. Um, but that's but good. For the yeah, that is good. That that means that I've done at least you a did part it right. of the job. <laughs> yeah. um, the acoustics here need to be gone through um, because I, I think the room is completely different. I removed a massive entertainment center and a full dresser out of here along with a, a bunch of other stuff that uh, I've been storing in here and really opened up the room. The problem with that is it's created a bit of an echo. 
Um, and so I have some acoustical treatment that I need to put together and finish building and then hang up and install uh, so this room can actually be used as a voiceover studio like I have intended it to. Uh, so, so, so when you buy those uh, 15 dozen eggs or, or 300 dozen yeah. eggs, what do you do oh, with no, the eggs no, themselves? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not using the egg crate stuff, guys. No, I'm. I'm actually doing some, um, some, some genuine bona fide uh, sound treatment here. So uh, I will be. I'm making uh, acoustical panels that will treat the room for some broadband absorption, uh, and then I'll be using. Uh, I'll be making some diffusers as, as well. So and that will go on the far side of the room behind me, about uh, 15, 16 feet or so. Well, don't think that will keep the overcritically jokes from coming, Josh. I'll just nope, have to go no, for something I, I, else. I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> yeah, the the henways will be will be plenty. Uh, that's just a, don't ask Tammy. That's just a joke. No, but it's, it's a work in progress. So uh, it, it, the Jeep has been put on on hold a little bit until uh, until I finish up um, building those panels, and then uh, then I can get back to the Jeep. So well, that's good. That's great. We really appreciate all the hard work, uh, which I know uh, a large portion of that is for the show, and uh, also too for your voiceover work. Indeed, indeed. Well, I enjoy doing this kind of stuff as well. So um, I don't don't get me wrong. I do get some personal satisfaction out of all this. So. Oh, it's good to make progress on things. Personal satisfaction is very important. Keeps us going. Yeah. Next uh, next week, I'll I, I have another camera set up in here that can um, that can see the studio a little bit uh, from a uh, a more pulled back shot. But I don't have uh, I don't have the the switching software installed yet to uh, to show you guys. So next week, I uh, I might have something for you guys to look at. Cool. Well, for me, I'm just researching skid plates, and I'm making my Christmas Jeep wish list for my family. What skid plates do you need, Tammy? I thought you had a full set. And no, you didn't ask I, me well, what I wanted for my Jeep this year, Tammy. So you what? He wants it running. <laughs> um, I said you didn't, you didn't ask me what I wanted for, uh, for my Jeep for uh, Christmas this year, Tammy. How rude. What? what, well, what no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm giving you a hard time. I'm, it's my Christmas. Well, what do you want for your Christmas this year? Josh? I don't know. I haven't made my list yet. <laughs> oh, well, he, just, he just wants his two front teeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no I, I do have the gas tank skid and the transfer case skid, but they're the stock skids. Mm -hmm. So I want to upgrade them to aftermarket skids. Is there a big difference between the stock ones and the aftermarket? Um, well, they say the transfer case stock one is is pretty decent, um, but my gas tank skid. I mean, it's okay. A lot of people who have the stock gas tank skids and do a lot of rock crawling, they lose um, capacity in their gas tank oh, from no. all the dents. That's not a skid at all then. Yeah. So <laughs> mine, and I, I have a picture somewhere. Um, there's a little dent. I probably lost maybe a couple, not even a gallon, but because um, I dented it. So I just feel I would feel a little better if I had a, a tougher gas tank skid. Oh, I don't I don't blame you at all. Gee whiz, I had no idea that they were that flimsy. But I guess in these days of fuel economy, they uh, they can't put a proper skid on there. Right. All right. Well, that's uh that's it. Uh, Park Ranger is uh, shining the flashlight oh. at us. Hurry and, up. Let's go. Uh, yeah, we got to get out of here. Out. The next thing you know, they'll be cooking a pig. Oh, there we go. We better get out of here. So let's get over to some uh, wheeling wear. Well, okay, Jeepers, it's about that time of the year. The big trade shows are all wrapped up, and every year, the mark <laughs> of the proverbial end of the off-road season. But about all we have on the radar now is, uh, between now and the end of the year, rather, is about a handful of charities. So I need you guys out there listening right now to let me know what's going on in your Jeep world. Got a Christmas tree run coming up or an annual coat or toy drive? Let us know. We want to help you guys get the word out. So give us a call. Leave us a message with the details or better yet, just shoot an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com and put in the subject line wheeling wear. And you're going to hear it go out on the very next show. Hey guys, if you're watching us on YouTube, we want you to know that the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, tuned in, Google Play, and now iHeartRadio and never miss an episode. Hey, speaking of subscribing, you now can subscribe with your money, which several of you have. Yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com, look for the little orange button that says subscribe, and you can select 25 cents uh, a week up to $1. Your account will be charged weekly, and you can cancel at any time. Even if you don't subscribe, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. We really do. And did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? It's true. 
iTunes is a great free service and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work, but we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommended that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episodes much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show and hit subscribe button and never miss a great, funny and informative podcast again. Hey, and speaking of subscribing, guys, we could use all the subscriptions we can get over on our YouTube channel. That's right. Help us grow and take over the world through YouTube. Head over to YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show right now and hit that subscribe button. Never going to miss a single thing that we post there ever again. How could you? And hey, guys, we want you guys to join the Jeep Talk Show team. We are looking for volunteers to help manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be the Jeep Talk Show social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. Just put in an inquiry. We'll get back to you right away. That's it for this week, guys. Wherever you are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to treadlightly.org. Easy for you to say. And folks, don't forget, you can follow my Jeep journey at my blog on www.jeepmama.com. And to follow my voiceover journey, head over to thevoiceofjosh.com. You can find out about all the crazy voices that are going on inside my head. And you can't follow me anywhere because I'm going nowhere for Thanksgiving, staying right home here at home and getting into a turkey coma. So, uh, and just a reminder, you guys can catch us next Thursday with our special Amazon Christmas Buyer's Guide right before Black Friday. Oh, great joke on the cream, Tammy. That was funny. You made Josh wince. Yeah, I was trying to um, cut you off <laughs> or stop you before you made some comment. I didn't even think I of it. Just, oh, I could. Right before when I wrote the, it, I. No, the one that got me was the, uh, what was it? The easy screw. That was the one I had to make comments to Josh with while you were, while you were talking about that. Yeah, I could hear him squirming in his chair from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, several ex-wife jokes came to mind <laughs> no i was i was expecting that things just to completely get derailed and, and go off into the gutter but no we we did okay well i'm trying to keep it uh you know keep that stuff down to a dull roar so we can hit that one hour time frame and we had some pretty good discussions in there even uh, even yeah. at that which mm-hmm. which i think everybody likes i enjoy them this episode of the Jeep Talk Show is sponsored in part by Crawl Bright Performance Off-Road Lighting. Are your aux lights not showing the road uh, or trail at night? Get some of the brightest, best made or breast made lights on the market today at crawlbright.com and see what you've been missing. That's crawlbright.com. I don't think Dave would mind the, the breast reference. Kind of gives a, a, a nice catchy type phrase to it. 